party tonight. What? TV party tonight. Oh, we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews. Don't want to talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated yes. to our favorite shows. Oh, my tickets. Everybody loves hip photos. Scary dog. Dancing at Blurred Good evening. You are listening to a Rattlegion Broadcasting Premier Podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight, our favorite show is Obi-Wan Kenobi, brought to you by the good people at Lucasfilm and Disney+. Plus. Joining me today at his insistence, he said... I'm coming on this show, and we're going to talk happy. We're going to say that we love Star Wars, and I'm not Chris Bailey. I am, in fact, Ronnie Adams of the Screaming Boy Podcast. How do you do, sir? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing well. I love how you keep announcing me from a dead show. <laughs> I, I announce everyone from that show now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> how you doing, Ronnie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here with you guys. It's been a long time since you and I have rock and rolled. It is. It has. And uh, and I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to to rock and roll with you, sir. And I don't party even care every about day. this. I don't even care about this show. What I'm looking forward to is this Sunday when we talk AT Miami Vice and Dukes of Hazard. Oh my gosh, I know. Months to do that. I I love the, I love Star Wars and I love this show. Well, I I, I really like this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it as a friend. We 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 had a talk. Um, <laughs> we're we're not going to exclusively see each other anymore. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, I give me some campy action movies and I'm, I'm all about that. And also joining me is my sci-fi brother from another mother. He likes to attack Mars because Mars attacks ladies and gentlemen. He's from the foundation. Star Trek, shoot him in the face. <laughs> David Wright. How do you do, sir? Well, geez, after that introduction for Ronnie, I feel like I'm crushing a party or something. <laughs> You'll never be the third wheel in my little polyamory poly podcast there, sir. Well, it depends. What's the maximum number of wheels? Uh, where we're you going, we don't it. need roads. So we don't You've need ever seen an 18-wheeler, son? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I'm number 18. Yeah, definitely not three. <laughs> all right. So we're all big. I don't, we don't need to do a whole lot of kitchen table setting here. We're all big Star Wars fans. Um, I do want to ask you guys, uh, as we jump into Obi-Wan Kenobi, was this something that you wanted? Did you find yourself, after Revenge of the Sith, and thinking about A New Hope and Sir Alec Guinness wandering around the Tunisian desert going, I don't know what this movie is, and I don't know what I'm saying, so I guess I'll just read the lines verbatim and not put any inflection in it. Um, I love you, Sir Alec Guinness. Never change. Uh, was this, when you, when you think about, like, oh, Disney bought Lucasfilm, we're going to get more <laughs> Star Wars, you know, there's this world out there of rich stories to draw from, and we're going to ignore them all and create new ones. <laughs> and then complain that we have nothing to base them off of. Right, and then say, well, there's no comic books or novels to base these off of, as they're, like, throwing years and years worth of comics and novels into the fire. And we're not bitter about it at all as fans. Anyway, <laughs> Ronnie and then David, when thinking about new star wars was this something that you wanted like what happened to obi-wan kenobi between revenge of the sith and a new hope or you know when, when they announced it were you like really did he's old and he's living in the desert what do we need to know here now this was something i was pretty excited about it's something i never really thought about twice mm -hmm. because i i did i did read a lot of the extended universe um uh, as a kid and as legends, a Ronnie, it's now legends, <clears throat> and I'm not bitter about it at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I was one of the guys that said I understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, uh, because they paid a lot of money for this franchise, so let's make it what you know. Let's take the convoluted stuff out of it, you know, which it did get kind of crazy there. Don't, don't, don't. You can't deny that. You're talking about um, like after the they killed Chewbacca with the Il Salamiri and all of that. Yeah, with yeah. legend, with the legend stuff, it got pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. So they were like, "Hey, let's let's." You know, it's kind of like Marvel tried to do the the last uh, Secret Wars. They're like, "Okay, we we have a bunch of different pizzas here. Let's take the best toppings from all the pizzas and put them on one." Yeah. 
and then they just shot themselves in the foot and said, "Oh, we got a multiverse again." Um, and then, but uh, so that's kind of what they were trying to do here. I, and I, I get what they're—I get it. Um, some of it I, I like, some of it I don't like, some of it I mm-hmm. care less. This is one of those things that I never thought I wanted, but I did want it when I thought about it. Okay. I was like, you know, this could be really, really cool. You know, because what did Obi Wan do between the years of you know, between Order sixty six and then yeah. you know, so uh, a new 20, hope? It's a twenty huh? year period. Did he just hang out in the desert fighting sand people the whole time? Like, what did you he know, do? I, it's a legit question. Was, was he chilling? Was he like, yeah? Like, you know, I know we know he was like uh, Herbert and Family Guy looking over Luke, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, it was like oh, that was yeah, I shouldn't have said that, um, but it, it, it was one of those things where like I mean what else did he do? So this yeah. is it was a really cool concept and a really cool idea to, to come up with this. It's just like the um, I mean like the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Oh my gosh, both of those I, I don't care what anybody says. I still like the Book of Boba Fett, um, but uh, it, it, it just you know they're finally expanding on what happened to these characters in between times and filling in some holes that that need to be filled anyway. Um, they are because... certainly filling in holes that need to be filled. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to that one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh-huh. Hey, Dave, uh, what about you? Did you, was this something that you had wondered about and would hope that they would make some hay out of, or you were like, I, I don't care. Uh, yeah. Initially I was just kind of like, really Obi-Wan. That's, that's the story you're going to say. Like he, he just, yeah, he, he waited in the desert and then, <laughs> new hope happened that was that was my idea of things uh but uh the, the one thing i was excited about was to see you and mcgregor back because uh you know as much has been said about the prequel trilogy many of it legitimate mm-hmm. you and mcgregor's performance was uh was, was a big plus there like uh absolutely yeah you know like he he just the, the charisma mm-hmm. that he he exuded was just yeah it was great so i, I was hello. happy to see <laughs> hello yeah. there <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was happy to see him back again, and that was kind of the the one thing that kind of made me go like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> this was not something I, when thinking about new Star Wars, it was like, oh my god, I got to know what happened to you know you and McGregor after Revenge of the Sith. I honestly <laughs> did not care. But right. it's one of those where they say, they say in wrestling, sometimes you have an arena that needs a match, and sometimes you have a match that needs an arena. My, my thing with this was, if you're going to say, hey, look, everyone likes you and McGregor. Everyone wants to see more of him in that character doing something. We have this 20-year period that takes place between Revenge of the Sith and The New Hope. Let's do something with it. Okay, as an elevator pitch, I'm not completely turned off. Like, I too, like, oh, I get it. Okay, so what do you got for me? Well, we have this story where we're going to have him... Uh, hang out with young Leia. Okay, there are no other children in the universe. It's only the one, right? Her and Luke, only the two? Uh-huh, okay. There's no other children, got it. So he's gonna, so they're gonna kidnap Leia and he's gonna rescue her and he's gonna struggle with depression and trauma and guilt over him losing Anakin to the dark side and Anakin becoming the world's, you know, the universe's most notorious murderer. I get that. That's a lot. Okay, so far so good. Don't necessarily think the one child in existence in the universe thing is okay, but okay, a, a, a meditation on trauma and guilt in the Star Wars universe would not be the worst thing ever. Oh, there's this other character that's going to be there. <sighs> Fuck, here we go. So she's a strong black female who don't need no man. Shut up, Lucasfilm! <laughs> the Force is not female! The Force is the Force! Like, I, I love I love Bob Chipman's theory that you know Disney has tried so much to like create content for boys and just never really manage it. I mean, when it comes to like girls, princesses, they've got that locked up. They got that market that is theirs and theirs alone. And then it's like, well, okay, we're not good at making our own original content for boys, so let's just buy uh, Marvel and Star Wars. Boys like that. Okay, great. So Kathleen, what do you think we should do with stars? It's for girls now. It's like, damn it. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, look. I'm not <laughs> look if you can tell a solid story with a strong female lead that doesn't cap all the men at the knees, fine. Probably don't call it Obi-Wan Kenobi, though. The reason everyone fucking watched the show in the first place. Like, that's the Trojan horse, and this is where we're gonna start our discussion. That's the Trojan horse bullshit 
that I can't get behind. Yeah. Like, it's we what we really want to do is tell you a story about the strong black female who don't need no man. Okay. No one's going to watch that. This is a product that is absolutely for all kinds of men, many of which don't want to watch a story about a strong black female who don't need no man. Okay, well, how are we going to get him to watch? Put her in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Everyone wants to see Ewan McGregor. Oh, fuck you, Disney. Just fuck off. And that, David, is where I want to begin the discussion. <laughs> they, it's a half of the story is about uh, Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, dealing with the guilt of and the trauma of what happened with him and Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith, which was story enough. It really was. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I want to come back to this because some of that stuff where Vader's like chasing him down and the ultimate resolution of the show was was almost WandaVision bad. But I, I'll get to it. I, I really want to deal with the Reva stuff first because um, really, why would anyone else want to watch a review with, you know, three cisgendered white guys if they're not tearing down the one black woman in the show? So here we go. Um, half of the show is her story it's her redemption arc after she spent years and years and years trying to get close to vader by being a murderer a child murderer at that we're going to redeem her at the end by saying it was all because i wanted to get back at darth vader i killed all these people to, to be fair how else are you going to earn vader's respect it, see the problem with this is the writing doesn't really hold up here <laughs> you know her story is, I'm going to kill all these people and getting yeah. Vader's good graces. And when he's his back is turning, he's comfortable with me, stab him in the back. You know, the, the Jedi like, who, like, can sense, who can sense what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, you know, third sister, I too used to kill younglings. <laughs> That's, yeah. Hey, third sister, saw that coming. Dope. So I'll take a breath here. I, I did not, so much of the show is spent on Reva's arc and the actress is fine. But the character is poorly written. The motivations are dumb. And the resolution with her could not be more hackneyed in force if they tried. What do you think, David? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, like, I guess the, the show Obi-Wan does not always center on Obi-Wan. But I think it centers on Obi-Wan enough that he's there throughout the whole show. And, it, and he does have his, his arc. Mm -hmm. uh, like this is this is not like the moment Leia or Riva appear. They Obi Wan's kicked to the side, and it's you know the 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 Leia Riva show also featuring Obi Wan sometimes getting his ass kicked by all the women because men suck. Girl power. I would say some would argue that is what happens in this show, but I will let you make your point. I, I would say I certainly. I mean, we've we've been beaten enough by this. It's you know it's, we're way beyond once bitten twice shy now. We're at like yeah. you know fifteen times bitten. 16th time, <laughs> screw you. Yeah. Um, so I, I I can cut some slack for that. And and yeah, certainly you, you start off in the show, it's very Reva heavy, and then we get the surprise that it, it's Leia that Obi-Wan's going to be dealing with, not Luke. And yeah. I, I can certainly understand for those first handful of episodes, you know, everyone's on their guards, like, okay, let's not get too attached. You, <laughs> you just know they're, they're, they're just going to kick Obi-Wan to the side, and it's going to be girls girls run this thing better, yada, mm -hmm. yada, yada. The girls get it done. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was a bit, I mean, I, I was cautious, but I was also understanding that, yes, Obi-Wan is not going to be an unstoppable badass right from the get-go because oh. character development. This yes. is going to be how, if this, this is going to be how Obi-Wan gets his groove back. Yep. And that is what we got in the end. And I was okay with, like, using Leia, I thought was a good move because, you know, like, what are you going to do with Luke? Uh, you know, he's on the farm in the middle of nowhere. No, and 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 he pretty much grows up not knowing a thing about the Force and the Jedi and all that right. stuff. So having it, Leia goes missing. That's the one thing that could get Obi Wan off the planet. You know, Leia is is pretty much equally as important as Luke to to their future plans of eventually defeating the Sith. So okay, can I, can I, can I argue against that though? And I don't want to lose Ronnie here. So Ronnie, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm almost finished my points, but yeah, but I, I well I I have a problem with with that particular argument. I think your hero in his redemption arc, any he didn't it didn't have to be Leia, and I, and this is my problem. I'm going to quote something okay, that uh, Red Letter uh, Media guy uh, said uh, that the that the Star Wars universe is way too small. It is only seemingly focused on a handful of characters, and that's it. You have this vast universe with this you know almost uh, eternal uh, shelf of characters to draw from. They talk about the same five. 
again and again and again. The Star Wars, you know, it would be like if Star Trek only talked about Kirk and Spock. Like, no, they've created all kinds of shows with new characters. You know, we've well passed Kirk and Spock. I'm, it's a little exhausting that Star Wars can't seem to get out of its own way and be like, and, and, and I get the argument that they that someone on the other side might be making, be like, yeah, but audiences only want to see Luke Skywalker and Leia and Han, and, you know, they just want to see familiar characters. They don't want anything new. Try a little harder. Yeah, I, I, I personally don't mind at all when Star Wars mm -hmm. gets away from the Skywalkers. It's done that many times before in the Legends timeline, and it's always been great. Like, there's, there's, I, I completely agree. There's a lot more to the story. And everyone mm -hmm. seemed to enjoy the Mandalorian even without the Luke Skywalker right. cameo. Like it's so there's there's a clear precedent that you don't always have to go back to that well, and Star Wars can thrive. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like I don't really think there's any other character that could really be in trouble who would be in trouble that Obi Wan would have left Luke to go deal with. Like even yeah. if it was like another Force sensitive kid or a Jedi, it's like you know they're not the the children of the chosen one. They're not the ones who have the super Force abilities of the Skywalkers. So, you know, doing the sort of butcher's arithmetic, Obi-Wan mm. said, like, no, I'm sorry, there's nothing I could do. Like, he leaves the guy to hang in the first episode, that <laughs> Jedi on the run. Like, that mm. just shows that, you know, nothing else matters to me except for protecting these kids. That is that that is all that matters. That is that is the only plan that is going to win in the end. So, you know, the only character of equal importance to Luke, therefore, would be Leia. And she's not on Tatooine, like, unlike everyone else in the galaxy. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously, can we can we do other planets in Tatooine? Like, just no, go, go to Tatooine. Like, it's we we don't we don't need it. We've we've done that enough. Uh, as, as for Reva, uh, sorry, they tried it in the, the later movies and they got yelled at for it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't bother me. So, as for Reva, I yeah, initially it was like, okay, here we go again. Like the you know we we've seen this before in many other franchises. Yes, they, you know we've got the. The, the black woman who was awesome, except she's kind of not. She kind of gets her ass kicked and talked down by all the other Inquisitors, and she just kind of comes off as, like, very whiny and petulant. Yeah. You know, it's all about me. It's all about my plans. I, you know, I don't care about anyone else in my organization. And she's, like, I actually kind of thought it was a bit refreshing in that, you know, yes, she is the, I, I hate to say, you know, like, the, the diversity representative, you know, <laughs> cast member here, but she's also playing a villain for a lot of this which I kind of thought was a bit refreshing. And, you know, she does get kind of get owned by other characters and, uh, you know, to, and, and then, and then we do actually get the, 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 her backstory, the realization of why she's doing it. And she's not really heroic when that's even revealed. It's more like, you know, you're doing all these horrible things so you can do another horrible thing that doesn't even work in the end. And then <laughs> after that, she tries to do another horrible thing. And at the very end of her arc, she's like, Oh, wait, Maybe I'm being a bad person here, and maybe I should stop <laughs> doing that. I am trying to solve the issue of, like, all the children around me were murdered by a child murderer with child murder. <laughs> this isn't the best plan now that I think about it. <laughs> so, right. and, and I think, like, that actually was a good aspect of her character is, you know, she's more interesting now that she does have this tragic backstory and also this thing that she has to atone for. So while I'm not like on board with yes, studying and brave, amazing new character, I'm like okay, like if they bring her into the timeline in 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 the right way, not trying to be too pushy, like like maybe don't jump right into the Reva a Star Wars story series. Maybe have her show up in, in a couple of other things first, to, you know, and and flesh her out a bit where she's going from now. You know, like it could work. Ronnie, you've had uh, like 20 minutes of me and David kind of going back and forth here. I want to focus on the Reva stuff. So what's your opinion? I was, For the longest time, I've tried not to be the, the, in the mindset of uh, quit pushing me, Disney, and the, uh, start. The okay. checklist character sort of thing. Yeah, stop pushing the checklist characters on me. and stop, I, I'm like, okay, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. She broke my. She broke me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very much in that camp now. Of like, um, you're you're putting this character out there as almost to pander, yeah, or check a list, and then you did it badly. Mm -hmm. Um, and and basically what you've done is just you've ruined a character. You want to impress me. Do another mini series of, of nothing but the uh, of the Inquisitors, mm -hmm. and make her a focal, make her the main character. I actually think that's all. I want to say that there is an Inquisitor show coming up. Well, it's point. ruined now because they're all 
douchebags. You know, I mean, they're all they're all useless in my opinion. They're all. I mean, like you know, I, I played uh, Fallen Order, the video game. They're in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're 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 badass in there. Um, and now it's just they focus too much on her and her little her her story and and like I said, they did it. They they wrote her story badly. I mean, like just it just didn't make any sense. So just like you said. I'm a bad person that's doing bad things so I can get rid of this bad person who did bad things back in the day. But maybe I'm too bad of a person. Maybe I should be a better person. And I do this one bad thing that makes all the good bad things go away and become good. And then you're just like, what? And then, you know, Vader, you know, like she then she just gets dismantled. And um, I'm like, okay, well, never mind. She didn't really matter anyway, right? And you're back to Obi-Wan. Why just focus on him, focus on the storyline. Uh, as far as as Leia being the only kid in the galaxy, I, I, I'm with, I'm with David because she's one of the twins of the Chosen One. Yeah. So she, I know, I know, yeah, I, I don't know. like the Chosen One narrative either. Though it didn't really work out for the Jedi. Just saying. Right, right, right. That's There's kind of my to be learned. There. That's kind of my point. Obi Wan can't owe someone a favor. Get my kid back, <laughs> you know, or like I I don't know. He was a gambling debt. It's something <laughs> is this nothing. I mean, I mean, it always has to be Luke and Leia. Yeah, Wado comes back. I know Qui Gon messed with the dice. <laughs> See, I would have loved that. Just like Wado comes back, it's like motherfucker, you owe me so many credits. I, what? Yeah. Obi Wan has to rig a pod race. Yeah, yeah Obi Wan <laughs> has to become like like a work for hire, and it was just like I need you to go. Like my kid's been kidnapped by Hutt. Go get him. Hey, uh, unpaid internet Disney. We just we just came up with seasons two and three. Yeah, You're there welcome. you go. Obi Wan for hire. Better call Obi Wan. <laughs> Gosh, I just remember Spencer for hire the, the show. Yeah, you and Hayden will take one percent of your paycheck as a gratuity. Yes, mm. please. This, this operation doesn't fund itself for sure. Ronnie, I'm gonna take this opportunity to just kind of jump in here and talk about Darth Vader. Okay. Um. So Darth Vader. Starts off in A New Hope. And look, don't, let's not be pedantic. I understand that it's like David Prowse in a shitty suit. You know, and he's just meh. Meh. That bad. Know? Like, there's not a... If you look at the way Darth Vader operates in A New Hope, he kind of throws a guy here, chokes a guy there. He's not controlling everything. You know, he's not able to Thanos and throw a mountain. Right, and then over time, they made Darth Vader into Thanos, and it got ridiculous on this show. I I brought this up in the chat. It kind of hi, sweet oh, boy. Oh. Okay, hey, buddy. Um, I brought this up in the chat. It generated a little bit of discussion. I want to rehash that now. Overpowered Vader provides zero tension. It's it was a. Let me go back when he does it in Rogue One, where he's just chopping guys to bits. It's a cool little horror scene in this war movie they did. I actually think of the new Star Wars Rogue One is like my by far my favorite movie. It's one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah, and and I do, and I know that like the red letter media guys tend to make fun of that scene, um, but why? Because it's one of those things where no one liked Hayden Christensen in the last in the two prequel movies. They think that he was a pussy and that it was a bad representation of Vader. And then of course you have him going, do do. Where's Padme? No, <laughs> you know. Um. So, and I, and so it was like it seemed purposefully redemptive of that character's coolness for him to slaughter rebels hither and thither. But I don't care. It still looked cool. But so it, it was a good way of showing how a Jedi or a Sith would look to the everyman. Right. right. Yeah. And that's my point. Like, like I didn't mind it when they did it once in Rogue One. Here, it's three and four episodes of Darth Vader throwing mountains. It got ridiculous, Ronnie. Oh, Darth Vader was so overpowered in this. And, that, and we talked about, like, Reva. And, you know, she's wanting to, like, stab Darth Vader and everything. It's like, how? There's no possible way you could ever... The way he's presented in this show, there's no possible way he could have ever been beaten. Like, yeah, well, what's your master plan? I'm gonna wait till his back is turned towards me and try and stab yeah, him in the back. The omniscient guy with telekinesis and telepathy. Sure, good job. It's I the argument that I'm making is that in service to trying to make the fans happy by creating a by creating a yet another cool Vader um Vader action scene, 
they made him so overpowerful that it sucks the tension out of those scenes for me. And then while I'm with you, David, that following, you know, the, the I like the how Obi-Wan got his groove back storyline. I like that he starts off and he can barely feel the force. That would make sense. He has fallen out of faith with his God. This is a very D&D thing, Ronnie. Well, he's, he's in hiding, right? Well, and we know that Jedi can sense each other. So well, he's that, that, himself off. But I was thinking yeah. about, like, do you remember the Dragonlance books, Ronnie? Oh, yeah. And how, like, the clerics can't feel their God after the Cataclysm. And it had been yep. so long. And, you know, and they eventually kind of get back to it. But because they had waited so long, you know, the old, low those many years after the Cataclysm, they couldn't do clerical magic in the beginning. It was something they had to build up to. You, you've never been more attracted to me, Mark Radlich. I understand. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and, and we're back to normal again. Um, my point is, I'm using that as a comparison. Um, having him having to reconnect to the force, all of that made sense to me. But like, I'm I'm really tired of the inability to use restraint in writing these days. And so he can't just be a powerful Jedi. He has to throw the mountain back at Darth Vader. It got insanely stupid by the end of it to the point where i'm like marvel the big criticism of like marvel stuff is it's two guys with the same powers throwing energy balls at each other like dragon ball z marvel went like these uh, fuck me uh lucasfilm went the marvel route here it's too many ip <laughs> can't we talk about talking dicks and bam and tommy god damn it i want to talk no. about <laughs> i want to talk about talking peni no, um all right i'm a, you, you see my point it's they lost sight of the dramatic tension and just went for pure over the top ridiculous spectacle and the show doesn't earn it not like not like thanos does in um infinity war where it made a little bit more sense that that character could do those things but what do you think i can agree with you on that while the 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 everyman in me was just going yay pretty lights and flashing things and you know you know uh, cool yeah. lightsaber moves. And, Damn you, Rattling for making me think about stuff. Yeah, but I, I can I can get behind that because um, you go back and you look at the simplicity of the first uh, of A New Hope and their and their their last duel there. Mm. I, I get it. Alec Guinness mm. didn't have a clue what he was doing, and <laughs> uh, and he didn't care at that point mm. and. And poor Prowse probably had the mobility of the actual Star Wars toys, what was up and down, and that was it. <laughs> and it said, um, yeah. they were doing kendo without any training, <laughs> exactly. Um, it was something simple about it, just like maybe Obi one didn't want to do much there because he knew he was going to sacrifice himself. Mm -hmm. He just that's why he just held the lightsaber up and was like, Do you do your thing? Um, he just you know. There's this, there's, there's a honest to goodness. Uh, it matches the Jedi for the sim, in the simplicity of everything. They're almost like Ronin or you know samurai. Can I ask you yeah. a question, Ronnie? I want to, yeah. I want to, <clears throat> I want to see if I'm attractive to you after I say this. Okay. So you know how in D and D, especially low level wizards, like they use a spell, you have to wait 24 hours to use your spell again. Yep. Okay, it takes, do you get to levels like 10, 20, 30 to where you can use more spells and it doesn't drain you of all your energy? Yeah. I. There's a reason they do that, Ronnie. What's the reason? God, you haven't played since first edition, have you? Um, <laughs> uh, what was the reason? You tell me the reason. The reason is if they give you all the powers all at once, there's no there's no tension there's here. No, there's no there, there's, no there's nothing to it. There's yeah. no tension. There's no exactly. Yeah. And I get that. Okay, so I mean, who who's watched the Clone Wars where Obi Wan and and uh, Darth Maul meet? You know, mm -hmm. where he you know he he you know screams Kenobi and they meet in the desert. And uh, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, they 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 face off at night. Um. Darth Maul's got his robot legs because he got you know cut in half or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and he's he's pissed at Obi Wan because he took away his wiener, and <laughs> I mean, um, you? yeah. So <laughs> Obi Wan looks at him and he's like, he's there's 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 no getting around it. There's there's going to be a duel. Mm -hmm. So he flips his lightsaber up and he does the whole two finger lightsaber over the thing pose, mm -hmm. and that's his old self. And then all of a sudden he takes a you can see it even though it's animation. 
he thinks about it and then he takes it and he puts it in front of him and he's Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. And then he draws it back and he's Gwagon Jin. And mm-hmm. then just out of rage, uh, Darth Maul cha- you know, uh, charges him and it's one move and he cuts him, he cuts him down. And there's no, there's no flips or force or anything like that. It's one cut and it's done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was in Rebels, but yeah, it was in Rebels. I'm sorry, yeah, and it was it was beautiful, and it, I couldn't have asked for a better duel mm-hmm. than that because it was simple, and it was done, you know, and it was wonderful. Well, and I you wish, but you you can't really do that, of course, with with Darth Vader and Obi Wan because you know of later on they they meet again, but give me something in between that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so like when when you look at high level fighters, from what I've seen, is like there isn't a lot of punchy in there. Yeah, because they're 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 at that level where like all they need is one opening and boom, it's done. Like you look at the, from what I've seen of like high level UFC, right? You know, most of the beginning of their matches is like them just feeling each other out, Mm -hmm. and maybe someone starts to make a move, and oh no 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 no, and also boom, there's there's a hit, someone goes down, and it's on. Uh, same thing when I've watched like kendo tournaments. You see the the more senior guys, and they're not like whack 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 like high school students. It's you just see them like their swords crossed, they're like kind of tapping each other, and then then also wham, someone goes through, and then you know with a sword, one hit, you're done. Yeah. Right. So so yeah, and and I, and I realize that like for an action scene in a movie, it's not that compelling. You want lots of backflips and and then swishing back and forth, which I think in. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, like they got so caught up with how important the Obi Wan Anakin duel was that they just went super crazy over the top with it. And it just became they tiring. Ham with that man, I was <laughs> like, even in the, even then, I was like, this is wonderful. And have about forty five minutes later, I was like, are they going to do something with this, or are they just going like, like, like lightsabers? I've never seen this. I've never seen a sword fight completely miss the point of a sword fight before. Right, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, where where like throwing mountains aside, I thought that the final duel between Vader and Obi Wan was a much better duel. That was more the duel we should have had instead of instead of the one that we got. Um, I, I just thematically it was better. Though I do kind of wish when when Vader like threw Obi Wan down the cliff and started burying him in the mountain, he said like, "Now Obi Wan, I have the high ground." Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that, 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 that. Yeah, and but uh, anyway, that's that's my my fan service level, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, like, like I agree. Like when you're at the point of like throwing mountains at each other or ripping spaceships out of the sky, it's like, do you really need the laser swords at this point? Why didn't he? Why could? Why wasn't he able to do that when they were at Mos Eisley's when that yeah. Taco was getting away? Like things like that. Like there comes yeah. a point where if he can do that, then why isn't he doing it in the other movies? Why are there movies then? Yeah, like, I mean, as, as, a great, as a as a great Jedi once said, size matters not. But that was more to to make a point about. You know what one can do in appearance versus reality. Here, here's the thing. I'm not nearly the critical analyzer that like Robert Winfrey is. When you can't convince me what I'm looking at has any kind of tension to it, and I'm just sitting there like, if he can do that kind of wizardry, like uh, uh, wizardry. Think about like Harry Potter. Harry Potter doesn't always get his spells right. Harry Potter like messes up his spell. Even Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme, couldn't get his spell right in Spider Man. I mean, like. If you don't make your action heroes, your action heroes and villains, for that matter, somewhat fallible, then it just becomes a demo reel of power, and that's not fun to watch. And that's where I ultimately got to with Obi Wan and Darth Vader. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that in uh, Attack of the Clones, like when Yoda faces off against Count Dooku, they mm. start by throwing stuff at each other using the Force, and then it's right. eventually like it seems, Master Yoda, that our abilities of the Force are evenly matched. We will have to decide this by lightsaber. And yeah. then we get the lightsaber fight. So it's like, okay, so there's actually a bit of a precedent there. <laughs> but, but yeah, this one is just like laser sword, laser sword, laser. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to try throwing planets at people now. I want maybe that should have been your opening move. I want a show now of like Jedi Academy set in the old Republic, where it's like yes. day one class. You know, oh, oh, day one of your class at uh, Jedi school throwing shit. You know, it's like okay, throw a book, throw a throw a shelf, throw the class. Got it. Next class. How many yeah. students do they lose a year when they look down the they look down in, into the lightsaber and actually you know, ignite it like in that meme? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mandy, oh, I did it again. 
Um, I just want to go back to the 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 Yoda versus uh, Dooku because yeah. you you know you have that awesome scene where he says that you know we're you know our force powers are matched. We have to decide this like by lightsaber, and then when you sit there, I'm and sorry, you, think, I, you say that, and all I can think about is I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Big as mine. <laughs> but you, I hate it when I get my Schwartz twisted. <laughs> you think, but you see this, you, see, you hear that awesome like that setup, like oh man, they're going to have a lightsaber duel, and then I, I couldn't help but think myself that that's eighty some year old, you know, uh, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee fencing with a little green monster that's not really there. Well, I'm pretty and sure I'm like, that fight even Christopher Lee wasn't there. <laughs> That's true. The CGI is wrong with this one. He did a lot of his own fencing. That's why his yeah. That's why his curved his lightsaber is curved because he's he, he wanted more of a fencing sword. Yeah. yeah. And um, but uh, okay. you know, going back going back to you, David. Just finish up your point about Darth Vader because I got to talk about I got to talk about that final duel with them because I really like again I, I mentioned this got to WandaVision levels of bad at the end. Yeah, to where I was okay with a lot of the show. To believe, believe it or not, I know I'm I'm being critical now, but that's the point of the podcast. And and for the most part, like I was enjoying what I was watching, at least on a I'm not bored level. And then we get to that ending, and I was wanting to throw shit again. So let me finish up your on day on Darth Vader, and then I'll make my point. Sure, Um, I I did enjoy his fight with uh, Riva Mm because like for all our talks of you know the magical you know do everything black woman he just whooped her like like that was just like you could tell like this is not even a contest the only reason she's not dead is because he just decided not to kill her yep that was just like you know he one-handed he like he even just like blocks her sword with just like using the force it was just right like absolutely great you're just being toyed with like you know again it kind of harkened back to empire when he's fighting with luke and it's like you know vader could have killed luke at any time in that the only reason he didn't because he wanted him to you know join the dark side um, so I yeah, thought there was even, some at good the story end, to... even at the end uh, with with Empire Strikes Back when he's utterly lost his patience with Luke and he, they're nowhere near the uh, the Carbonite and now he's yeah. just wanting to beat him to death. Like yeah, uh, even but even then that was somewhat restrained. Yeah, you know, well, I'm, I'm not, not saying that. this is therefore as good as Empire. No, mm. I'm just saying like you know there there is you know a th- that was the thing from the originals that re- it reminded me the most of. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know I remember. So, uh, but, uh, I think my only other issue is, uh, like, like Obi-Wan beats Vader in the end, which, okay, fine, but then he, he lets him live. Okay, you said it. I got to stop okay, you now. This, is, this okay. is where we're going. All right, I'll put a pin in that. Yep, yep, we're going to come back to it. Okay. So, at the end of, so, at the end of WandaVision, Wanda has spent weeks torturing the people of Westfield. Knowingly. Okay. Knowingly. Right. Knowingly. Right. She is knowingly torturing these people so that she can get over the trauma of, of, of Vision dying. Okay. Yeah, if, if Agatha had kept that secret from her, then okay, everything makes sense now. But right. no, yeah. So she she is not give she does not give up Westfield of her own volition. She's forced to. She has to end this. She may die if she doesn't. And so under duress, she stops torturing people. And Captain Marvel says to her, "Not Brie Larson." The other, the new one, the black one. Yeah, Ra- that, Monica Rambo or yeah, Monica Rambo. Rambo yeah, yeah. So, John Rambo. Got it. Um, says to her, "They'll never know what you sacrificed for them." And I, like Darth Vader, through the through my television, through the couch, through the mountain, everything, through my pants. Most importantly, no. Some of the worst writing I've ever heard. You cannot justify. Human rights violations that way. That's remember what when the mom from that seventy show was begging her to kill her, <laughs> rather than like live in under mind control in Westfield. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I just want to see my daughter who I haven't seen in weeks. Eh, I, I would like to be happy. Okay. <laughs> it's not not heroic. Fast forward to Obi Wan. Darth Vader killed children. Let's not forget that. Let's not let's not just skate on by like. Shit, who hasn't killed a kid? No, he killed kids he, before he was Darth Vader, even. <laughs> well, no, he was he was Darth Vader. Well, if we're talking the sand people, sure, but yeah, I mean right, much more understandable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sand people had it coming. By the way, um, I, I, I just just a brief aside. I know I couldn't make it for the Boba Fett review, but when he's like, the sand people told me the value of family. It's like, yeah, yeah, I, I remember when I met the sand people. It's like they found me alone on the desert and they tied me to a bantha and dragged me 
for four <laughs> kilometers. And then they stuck me, tied me to a stick in the bit post in the ground while the sun like peeled my skin off. And every morning the kids would come out and beat me with sticks. <laughs> they know the value of family. Yeah. It's like, anyway. um, why did you not murder all these people? <laughs> yeah. Well, you had the chance. Yeah. I did anyway. say that they had breakfast with one another each morning. That's yeah. right. Listen, and then, then, I, I, I can't. Look, if only the Nazis and the Jews had had a bowl of cereal. Listen, yeah. let, let me. Darth I did Vader, learn their respect, and then they shoved a lizard up my nose. <laughs> Darth Vader killed a lot of children, and then in the, in the interim years between you know the ten years between killing children and this series, he killed a lot more people. Oh, he like snaps a kid's neck looking for Obi Wan and the like the first planet they meet on. He's the second in command of the Galactic Empire currently enslaving the universe and killing aliens, enslaving them, uh, hurting people. And oh, by the way, and maybe this wasn't known at the time, but they are actively <laughs> building a genocide weapon. And there's Ewan McGregor, old Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has Darth Vader dead to rights. Half his mask is off. And they have a very nice moment. You didn't kill me. I killed me. Yay. Yeah. That's an oddly nice thing for him to say. Like, I would almost be going, like, that is actually proof that there is still good left in you that you're kind of letting me off the hook here. Yeah. I, look, it, it was, they had a nice moment of absolution and had the Enterprise then appeared and beamed him up, that would have been fine. If, like, there were, if there was a reason that, they, that Obi-Wan had to be run off before killing, delivering the death blow to yeah. the murderer. Yeah, ground Peter falls off a cliff. We don't right. know. Right, if or not, no. <laughs> Kylo Ren Ray-esque. Sorry, yeah, that up, but well, that, but that's yeah. my point. Is this keeps happening, and so he they have this moment like you didn't kill Darth, you didn't kill Anakin. I Darth Vader killed Anakin. Okie dokie, and then he's like, right. At which point he should have cut his head off, and he yeah. doesn't. He just goes, "Thank you, Anakin. I feel better now," and like fucks off. Yeah, I can understand them leaving Riva alive because that's just like being dicks, like you know. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, th th this is a, like killing you after you have failed so completely would be a mercy. I, there's a joke here about Republicans and Democrats, but I, but you and Ronnie are here, so I'm not making it. Um, but it's like, do we not? Does anyone care about the children? Nobody that wrote the show does. I can tell you that much. It really that ending was WandaVision bad, Ronnie. I, there's you can argue against it if you want. and I'm going to give you the opportunity to do so. But I hated that ending so much. Flames on the side of my face, heaving, breathing. Go. Good cool clue, uh, clue poll. That was that was Thank deep. Um, one plus two plus one plus two plus one. <laughs> I thought meant like you were called fruits. <laughs> I'm a plant. <laughs> um, oh dear. Um, when it comes down to Obi Wan and Darth Vader, sometimes you just owe a bro. <laughs> Okay, that must have been one hell of a debt. <laughs> it's like, well, I Anakin, remember the time you saved the entire galaxy? Well, now we're even. <laughs> Fucking Christ. How many people did Darth Vader kill? That's fine. He said, I'm sorry. Let him go. I, I want to try. I would love to try that in real life. You killed how many people? Lots. Are you sorry? Yes. Let him go, boys. <laughs> How are all these people dying? Um, again, <laughs> he told me he learned his lesson. We believed him. I, defend I it have if no you want, Ronnie. Defend it if you want. I can't. Okay, it's dumb, right? That's just it. I mean, I it didn't hit me like that at the end. It was odd. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a funny choice. I see why I see why he can't make that because there would be yeah, no he has to be alive in the next movie, which is half my problem with a lot of this stupid shit. Right. But why couldn't somebody have I mean, like, why couldn't something have happened to make Obi-Wan not make That's that choice? Run have it, he gets run off and like yeah, he, you know, he can't deliver the death blow. Something got in his way. Not he was like, all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure this out. We'll figure this out in ten more years. <laughs> what? All right, bro. Good game. Yeah, <laughs> good game, buddy. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if I let you up, will you promise not to kill any more kids? 
Uh huh. Darth Vader. I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> Just yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Darth. Evil will always triumph over good because good, good is dumb. dumb. <laughs> All right. Let's let's in the few moments that we have. I got nothing for left. that, man. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Um. There is nothing. It's dumb. And that's that's my big problem with this show. It's a it's kind of like what I said, David, about Lightyear, where it's a nice little action adventure show, but it's so slight in so many ways, and some of the writing is so uh, bad mm-hmm. in, in places that you have to be. You know, Chris Bailey is going to listen to this, and I'm going to get an angry chat. I'm going to get an angry text from him. Oh no, not like, another angry text. Leave Chris Bailey alone. You uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a unique <laughs> Chris Bailey comment. <laughs> Have you been on the internet? The what now? Um, <laughs> I'm going to get an angry text from Chris. Hi, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. And he's going to be like, "It's you spent an hour ripping this show down, and you didn't talk about any of the fan service. You didn't talk about the Easter eggs. You didn't talk about how this was a love letter. It's not a love letter. It's a hand job." This is a hand job to Star Wars fans. And when you're getting a hand job, you don't really, you know, like maybe the girl has like rings on her fingers or something, or that's quite doing it with the rhythm that you quite want her to, but you're just happy to have the hand job. So save these for when I'm on your show. No, I do them to everybody. Yeah. Obi-Wan is a hand job to the Star Wars fans. And no one's going to turn that down. And everyone's going to be grateful for the effort, but that doesn't mean it was a good hand job, David. That's that's what I want to say about to the Chris Baileys of the world. I'm glad you got your Easter eggs. I'm glad you got your fan service. I'm glad that <clears throat> this show brought joy to your world. None of those things mean it's well written or things make sense or lo- or follow logically. Your thoughts. Yeah, agreed. Like member berries are not a substitute for good writing. <laughs> also, Star Trek. Same, same to you. Star Trek, shoot him in the face. Um, Ronnie. In the few moments that we have left, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we have not touched on? Uh, not really. I mean, just other than the fact that, like, when you look at A New Hope, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like. She's all about, hey, find find Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, he's our only hope, blah, 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 blah. How does she know him? Did she learn about him? She didn't really specifically say her dad told him told her about him or anything like that, I don't think. I can't remember. Waited my father in the Clone Wars. That's what she That's knows. right, yeah. Um, but she 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 knows him at this point. Um, but they they put they 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 patched a lot of the plot holes while completely causing a few more. <laughs> we we paved the plot holes with a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Okay. Plot holes. <laughs> you you tried to patch a, a plot hole with with a jackhammer. <laughs> it tore up the street in the process. So I, I get what they're trying to do and they did some good and it was good. I liked it. I mean like I'm not gonna say it was. I was absolutely in love with it. I was I'm say, in did love you enjoy with your it. hand job? <laughs> Don't say yes. Say yes. Let's move this on. No, I'm not gonna say yes. <laughs> um, you're a good boy, Ronnie Adams. I, I'm just. It's just one of those things where, like, I, I could love Ewan McGregor and his and his portrayal of Obi Wan. So that was mainly what I was watching it for, anyway. Then mm. I got the surprise of, hey, we have another, you know, main character in, in Riva, which was like surprising me with ketchup on a ham sandwich. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, it was, you know, it, overall, I enjoyed it, but there were some things I would change, a lot of things I would change about it. David, uh, your final thoughts here on the Obi-Wan show. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm glad I... When things started, I didn't freak out. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to wait and see how things are going to go. I'm mm-hmm. going to steal myself for disappointment, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a chance. Cause I think, I think you should give everything a chance at least, you know, like see, see what they do with it in the end. And 
it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was like, oh yeah, a lot of that kind of crap where they, you know, we have to humiliate Obi-Wan so that our new characters can look that much better. Uh, per writing tip guys for dealing with fan bases. If you have to make an old character look bad to make your new character look good, your new character needs to be better. And that's on you. Boom. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I, no, like I kind of find it interesting that they were using the Inquisitors because that's like a Dave Filoni sort of thing, and yeah. his his name was not in any of the credits. So the best way I think I could kind of describe the show is it's kind of like Team Kathleen Kennedy trying to do a Dave Filoni show and kind of mostly succeeding. Like <laughs> uh, um, I, I all all of your criticisms I think are valid. Like yeah, like if you think about the show, things don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would Obi Wan leave Anakin still alive, even after saying, you know, one of us lives, one of us dies, you know, no matter what, it ends sometimes, today. Sometimes oh, oh, one one over. last thing I have to say is when they're following the ship in the Star Destroyer, and Obi Wan leaves on his little escape craft, and they're like, yeah, which ship do we go after? It's like, you're in a freaking Star Destroyer. <laughs> it's called a Star Destroyer because it has like enough troops and ships in it to conquer a star system. You know, the Star Destroyer can go after one ship. Send some TIE fighters or shuttles after the other ship. You can do both. You're the friggin' Empire. Or, I don't know, shoot him with your fucking Star Ship laser. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it, it, that, that was just one of those, like, you know, we could do both. Like, seriously, <laughs> Emperor Palpatine, Vader, this this is the guy that you have in charge of your important shit. Like, like, yeah. it, it's, like it, it's kind of a miracle that, that like, you know, the Clone Wars actually ended in victory with Anakin on that side. Like, yeah. Like, seriously, strategy 101. Anyway, uh, now now that I'm off my soapbox, uh, but, but like, yeah, even my wife was like, this is not making any sense. So, uh, but yeah, Ewan McGregor, I enjoyed. I thought that the story was for the most decent. It was how Obi-Wan got his groove back and Obi-Wan did get to get his groove back and I didn't feel like he was kneecapped by any of the other characters in the show. I'll tell you, by that's, the the best, end. that's the best part of the show for me is Ewan McGregor, one, has shit tons of charisma. He has more charisma, is a little pinky than most actors have in their entire body. And he carries the show. Ewan McGregor, um, as a person struggling with guilt. Uh, and Makes sense. Right, yeah. I, see, all, that's all the stuff that's really good about I, the everything, show. It, everything in his life has been t- that he valued has been taken from him. Right. His best friend basically murdered his entire family and plunged the galaxy into pretty much fascism, slavery, and all the right. bad things. Yeah, he might not sleep well at night. Yeah, he <laughs> might have some issues to work through. <laughs> he's he's and, not going to be Franklin from Snowfall. How do you sleep at night like a baby? Yeah, he used to be like a general <laughs> commanding armies across the galaxy. Now he's like cutting up a fish for some jackass right in the middle of a desert like yeah he's and and the one thing that he's trying to do like protect luke owen won't even let him near him though right you know we get so, a little like, thing at the but that's what so, the stuff is about yeah so when, so when chris bailey listens to this review and be like i hate you rattlers why won't you say something nice about my show a, a character doing some self-examination and looking for a way back to his faith and trying and, and look seeking redemption uh struggling with guilt all of those things were actually handled well like credit to terrible Hollywood writers, that's the part they got right. But I think my struggle and where why I'm always like a touch hostile when we do reviews like this is, and I am, I, I can see like somebody who's a big Star Wars fan. You know, I keep mentioning Chris, who I love to death, but like Chris and all, you know, and all like the, the MCU Bleeding Edge guys and Alexis and all them, like, why? Why do you hate us? <laughs> why must you hate us? Because I must. Um, no, it's because... I, I think there's talent enough there to do what they did here, which is, you know, this meditation on um, on trauma and, you know, and redemption and all of that. That's all well done. But, like, you, you, you can't just have one leg on the stool functioning. Mm-hmm. The other legs have to function as well. Yeah. And but I do. That, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my sort of my final thought is, like, by the end of the show – Obi-Wan's not ruined, and in fact, he's actually kind of a bit cooler than he was like when we last saw him. I really would have preferred... I think I think here's my other problem with this. And this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then we can, we can call it. Yeah. They, for some stupid reason, sent him on an adventure that was inconsequential. By the end of the adventure, he's not... I mean, he, mentally, yeah, it's spiritually, he's better off than he started. That's all well and good. But it didn't really matter... 
because when Luke meets him in 10 more years, it's like, oh, you're you're old enough now. <laughs> we we got to get the ball rolling here. Like, he, regardless of how he mentally was at that point, he knew the time had come. That's where Well, we your uncle's him. charcoal now, so I can finally teach you about well, uh, the Force. That's not what happens. He finds him knocked out in the desert <laughs> by sand people. And then he was like, oh, I found you. Ever mentioned that your father's a child murderer? No? Here's a sword. That's how that scene goes. And then Luke's like, fuck off, dude. I got to go to the farm and milk the cow. And he was like, well, we'll go to the farm, but you're not going to like what you see. And and then the cow was dead. Uh, so that's how I remember Star Wars. In any case. <clears throat> What's it like in your head? A lot of hand jobs. Now, listen. Um, <laughs> I could walk right into it again. I don't know why. Um when when we meet obi-wan he's not any and really any different than what we find him in in the show the whole adventure is inconsequential like you could have not known what happened or known what happened it really wouldn't make a difference a new hope is what it is and here's the thing if i don't mind an inconsequential side quest with you know our favorite character and actor but if you're go but if it's inconsequential why did it have to be a slave to the greater narrative why did we have to have Leia? Why did we have to do all you know Darth? Why do we have to have Darth Vader in this? Why well, can't that, that was member berries like we, well, you know, but Darth Vader? My, awesome. That's my point. If you if if you have this opportunity to sell a six hour movie where Obi Wan goes on a fun adventure, why are you just limiting yourself to this very small area of the universe? Why not go do? Why not go crazy? And then when it's over, he's no better off than he was before. But at least we went on a fun ride, like. Instead of taking us on the roller coaster that was the potential for this show, we kind of just did a merry-go-round. I'm looking at heads looking down, and I don't know <laughs> if I've just beaten you two to death or uh, you're well, distracted. One, one thing I might add to that is maybe look at it as a bit more. It's not so much the, the, the bigger picture. What happens is it's not so much about Obi-Wan as it's about Leia. Like, I think... Who cares? Well, she's kind of important to the to the series. She has her own three movies coming up. Oh, David, as in, like, it's not uh, Leia in the show. It's more about Obi Wan sort of nurturing her and having an effect on her throughout the show, like sort of unlocking that potential within her to be the Leia that we meet when she grows up. You know, but like he sort of says, you go like you you know you can't have a blaster. You're ten, but someday you won't be ten. I, I accept your point. It hurts my soul. I mean, clear, I clearly it's a bunch point. of liberal anti-gun propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Dude, I don't know why we don't talk more. You're awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, really. You do need to go on a hot date when we're done yeah. here. If you haven't done so already, listen to the solo review. I was on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. Le legit, though. Like, okay, so think about this. And that's why I have my head down. Um, why do they have to have Leia? So... You know what the number one question I was asked as a Star Wars fan, a lifelong Star Wars fan, when people who aren't really Star Wars fans watch Rogue One, who say, yeah, I love Star Wars, but they watched Rogue One, said, I hated it. Why? Well, there was no Darth Vader, really. There was no Chewbacca. Where was that? Where was this person? And I'm like, do you, do you not know what this story was about? Oh, gosh, right. someone doesn't watch any of this. And the big Hayden Christian was brought back. Okay, the rule is, if you're going to acknowledge the screen, you have to read it out loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a question. Patrick Mullen has a question. As someone who doesn't watch any of this, is uh, is it a big deal that Hayden Christensen was brought back since you can't actually see him whilst in the Vader suit? You get well, to see part of his charbroiled face. And there's also a flashback scene, yeah, where him and Obi-Wan are having... Yeah, that was actually a really good story device, I thought. Yes. I mean, yeah. Hayden Christensen looks a million years old now, and he's, yeah. it's supposed to be a flashback to when he wasn't a million but you know, neither that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Ronnie, just, he wasn't willing to, to break out the funds to do the digital de aging for Un to uncanny valley him. Um, go ahead and finish up there, Ronnie. They they didn't know. They weren't familiar with anybody in the in the in the in the in the, in the movie, mm -hmm. so therefore it wasn't Star Wars to them. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's funny because it's not Star Wars; it's a Star Wars story. It's filling that plot hole between. Um, so, well, how did we, you know, a lot of, um, oh gosh, help me out, David. A lot of somebody's uh, gave their lives for these plans. Bothans. Um, Bothans, yeah. yeah. A lot of Bothans gave their, you know, gave their lives for these plans. You know, there's there's a big, how did they, well, why? How did they get this? What's going on here? 
Well, they made a whole freaking movie about it. Well, that's dumb. That's legitimately a quote from someone who watched this movie and they said, that's dumb. <laughs> so I understand why they throw big names in there, such as Leia. Now, Leia, you know, there was a good, it was a good plot device. It was, you know, I think they used it well. I understand your point of like, there's a million other people. Here's billions of people in the galaxy. Why her? Well, he just happens to be within her, his 15 minute, you know, 15 mile delivery radius. So, (laughs) um, it was just one of those things where people will recognize her. She's well within the, you know, the range of, of him being able to be around her. Just do it. Because it, it boggles people's mind when you throw a whole new cast in there or a new character that somebody should care about. Why should I care about this person? They're not a Wookiee. You know, they're not my favorite uh, little bears that run around and throw rocks at stormtroopers. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where... And I'm not oh. saying, oh, they shouldn't enjoy Star Wars. Yes, they should, but they just don't get it, I guess I could say. So one thing that um, bugs me about Rogue One and this show, like... Why do stormtroopers wear helmets? Why do they wear the armor at all? Like, I understand, okay, blasters, okay, sure. Blaster, you can blast your armor. But, like, they keep on punching them out in the head. And, like, (laughs) what is the one thing a helmet is supposed to protect against? Have you guys been watching – you guys, we're we're reviewing Halo next week. Have you watched any of Halo yet? I got to the first episode. I'm going to try and get through the rest of it. There's a scene where one character is punching the armor. And I understand where – at the end of the scene, it makes a little bit sense why they're doing that. But, like – do people not understand what the function of armor is? Yeah, but like, like just once, I'd like for a character to like try whacking a stormtrooper in the helmet, and the stormtrooper just looks at them and goes, "Really? <laughs> helmet? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> oh goodness! All right, are we done? Are we tapping out? Um, other than then, you why to back up your why do they wear uh, why do they wear armor at all? Look at the Mandalorian when they first introduced Boba Fett in it, mm-hmm. and he broke their armor with a stick. <laughs> Good point. point. <laughs> okay, David. Anything else? No, I think I've I've gotten through all my points. All right, well, folks, that wraps up uh, one of the last TV. Sh- <laughs> hey, Mark, why do you why don't you review TV shows anymore? And this is why. Um, though I enjoyed our conversation, guys. You guys- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did too. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're going to review one of Ronnie Adams' favorite bands, Ailstorm, seventh rum of a seventh rum, because Ronnie loves the pirate metal. Actually, um, I do. And then we've got a couple of re-airings that we're doing, some old Metal Hammer of Dooms that never had pages on our W2M net site. So we got White Snake, uh, Flesh and Blood, with the single Shut Up and Kiss Me, Ronnie Adams. Shut Up and Kiss Me. Yeah, After that Dragonland stuff, you just may, you watch out, Tiger. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then Elevity, uh, that album that we reviewed back then, which I cannot pronounce. But Ronnie Adams will be back. Ronnie Adams and I are going to have a sexy date. We're going to talk old TV shows that were made into movies. The A-Team, starring Rampage Jackson, Miami Vice, and Dukes of Hazzard, starring Johnny Knoxville. So, Out of the uh, incredible stellar cast that is in the A-Team, yes. you immediately go to Rampage Jackson? <laughs> yep, it's going to be some black-on-black crime. Um so that's so and then we'll be back again it'll be myself uh david wright and ronnie adams jesus Christ, and jason teasley little jason teasley can't forget about him he'll get him he'll get upset with us we'll be reviewing the new halo series um i mentioned to one of my friends halo fucking broke me by the way <laughs> halo halo is a big reason why i'm not doing television very very soon that's um such a for that show <laughs> oof. i uh, i have committed to shows because of the kind of ip they are without just without actually wanting to talk about the shows because they've moved me in some way. And the last one that, that went down that road for me was, was halo. So I'm committed to it. We're going to do it, but yikes guys. Um, <laughs> and speaking of yikes, <laughs> we're going to review, uh, we're going to review Pat Mullen's new favorite movie coming up, Thor love and thunder, uh, featuring his favorite Thor of all time, Natalie Portman's femme Thor. Hi Pat. Uh, and David Wright will be joining us to uh, <laughs> cut through that steaming pile. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> so that'll be Tuesday, Thor, Love, and Thunder. And then, hey, picture this in your mind's eye. I will be gone the rest of the week. I will be at a nudist resort. How about that? Mm. Uh, what? No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no more podcasts for the week. But we are going to re-air 
an old one that Robert and I did, uh, The Legend of Tarzan. That'll be July 14th. Uh, On Trial Inception, that's another re-air. That'll be the 16th. And then uh, we'll be back again on Sunday, the 17th, for uh, a triple feature, Studio 666, featuring the Foo Fighters, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, and Detroit Rock City. Guess the theme, everybody. Guess the theme. Uh, David Wright, what are you doing in the world? The only thing you haven't mentioned is uh, Strange New Worlds in uh, yes. like August. September. September 20th. September? Oh, yep. Okay. So it shifted. Okay. Yep. Yes. It shifted. It, it, it shifted during the great cutback. So, yes, David, <laughs> will be, David will be back in September to st- discuss Strange New Worlds. Roddy Adams of the Streaming Boy Podcast. Tell him where you twitch and shout. I I don't do the Streaming Boy Podcast anymore. But I do I have a Twitch channel. It's called Misfits and Miscreants. We stream mostly D and D right now. Once every uh, once every two weeks, uh, I've got some other shows that are in the in in the works. I'm writing a few things. Um, yes, I do write. I understand how. Maybe just on a fifth grade level, but it's there. <laughs> um, but no, I'm. Uh, there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of games that I truly enjoy running, and I'm going to get some people involved in. And one's called Kids on Bikes. And that's what it's about. It's set in the '80s, uh, and it is uh, about kids on bikes going around their neighborhood solving little mysteries or whatever. It's definitely based on uh, it, Goonies, Stranger Things, ET, things like that. Um, and then there is one uh, Call of Cthulhu, Seventh Edition Call of Cthulhu, which I am going to. I've got a, uh, I've got a special little thing planned around that. Um, I am from uh, App- the Appalachia area, from uh, West Virginia. Uh, now live in North Carolina, which is still in the Appalachians. Uh, well, you know, they, they go through there uh, all the way down to Georgia. And uh, so I would like to focus mostly on the Appalachian uh, folklore, uh, magic and fairies and haints and and uh, the, the, the spookiness of that. Uh, so we're going to be playing some games like that. And hopefully it'll, you know, people enjoy it and it'll take off and they want to keep playing. So we'll be streaming that. Um, so it's going to be, there's going to be some cool stuff coming up. Uh, I may even paint some minis, uh, which I enjoy doing on, on air. So just keep, keep, keep watching. And every once in a while, you'll see my big dumb head playing some sort of video game. Uh, you know, um, so yeah, we do a lot of cool stuff on there. I say we, but it's just mostly me, um, until I get the games really, really going. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, give Miss Misfits and Miscreants, a follow and uh keeping keeping uh keep watching out for some cool stuff coming up all right pat wants me to plug his screenplay <clears throat> pat mullen is writing a rom-com called stumble about a girl who meets a boy on a dating app who she doesn't like then dates then a series of things happen and spoiler they get together in the end and in the sequel 10 years into it she says she's depressed and wants to be polyamorous good night everybody be well be safe and behave we're just-